0: Good morning again, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. You have no idea. Some of you have no idea, but I am very blessed to be here. For those of you here with us and those out there, wherever you are, we send our love and blessings. So a conversation I'd had with Melinda as far as the talk goes this morning, uh, we went back and forth with a couple of things. They'd been working on Course in Miracles for a while, so we kind of thought, eh, Course in Miracles. And then she looked at me and said, no, I want nonviolent communication. And I went, oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about that. So, it's been interesting because the last three Sundays, I have been speaking in Canada via Zoom um, on nonviolent communication. So, it just absolutely has fallen into place. Everything that's meant to be has occurred. On top of that, the, the music that was sung this morning was unbelievable as usual. Her words, the music she chooses for us, it's always, always amazing. So, has anybody ever heard of nonviolent communication? Anybody familiar with it? Marshall Rosenberg, amazing man. He passed a couple of years ago, I guess. Anyway, there's, it's called nonviolent communication, and it's it's like a whole other language, truly. If you're trying to learn Spanish, I don't know, you might have an easier time with Spanish than you do with this one because it's just mind-blowing. So I have a couple of things I'd love to share personally, but I do want to read something to you out of the book because it just resonates with me so much. So, there's a play called A Thousand Clowns by Herb Gardner. He's the protagonist that refuses to release his 12-year-old nephew to child welfare authorities, declaring, I want him to get to know exactly the special thing he is, or else he won't notice it when it starts to go. I want him to stay awake. I want him to see all the wild possibilities. I want him to know it's worth all the trouble just to give the world a little goosing when you get the chance. And I want him to know the subtle, sneaky, important reason why he was born a human being and not a chair. <laughs> hmm We are not chairs, people. <clears throat> we may feel like chairs, but we're not chairs. So what's important about that for me is my passion and my love is about waking people up to their full potential. And what I mean by that is so many people out there are asleep in the world, not knowing that they don't know, that they don't know, that they don't know. <laughs> we wish they knew, but you know, it's, it's kind of like one of the songs that you chose earlier. Those that, we, that don't connect Not saying good, bad, or indifferent, but we don't connect with word wise, it's kind of like dust in the wind. It's gonna go right above them, over them, around them, and sadly, sometimes they don't get it. That doesn't mean that they're not always getting it, though. We're planting seeds, right? So, in the nonviolent communication, what happened for me and how I got involved in it was quite a few years ago. Um, Len and I were in a situation where we had both been laid off. Do y'all remember those days back when? And and he's the main um, breadwinner, electrical engineer specialty, right? Got to find a job. Got to find a job, and so do all the other um, electrical engineers. <laughs> so anyway, we be, being consistent. In, in searching and looking, we got an opportunity from a friend of ours that mentioned nonviolent communication, and we ended up, you know, taking a couple of classes because we had the freedom to do it then. And then they ended up creating what they call a practice group. And the practice group is where you get to practice the language. Now, in that, it's, it's mind-blowing. I don't know that there are any words to really describe it because you're practicing getting in touch with... Feelings, oh my God, we got to get in touch with feelings. And it's amazing how many of us think we know that we know, but we really don't. I thought I knew what I was feeling, but I didn't have an idea about what I was feeling. I thought I knew the true essence of who I was, but I really didn't know the true essence. That beauty and that passion that each and every one of you and I have, it's, it's a consistent uh, reminder of having to wake up. But what we want really and truly through this communication is to stay awake all the time. And that's a challenge, especially on what's going on in the world today, you guys. I don't know about you, but I'd rather drink, drug, eat something to get out of heaven to feel any of this stuff that's going on. And so I've been working on this diligently and practicing, but it, it's interesting. If I connect with somebody that I don't really know, I can do it beautifully. I hear you feel this. What is your need for that? And then I get home and look at my husband and go, don't you even look at me that way. <laughs> I laugh now, but you didn't see what happened the other night. Anyway it's it's interesting about the dynamics and and the language is there are four four steps in the nbc process <clears throat> first one is o for observing the concrete actions we are observing that are affecting our well-being in the moment now how many of you staying in the moment consistently <laughs> as life goes by. So it's being able to observe right then, right there, what's going on. That in itself is fascinating. If I can stay in that present moment, which is what I talk about a lot, trying to stay awake, not trying, staying awake, it's a constant challenge in, in remembering where I am. And then the next one is how we feel in relation to what we're observing. Okay. So example, I'm looking at this man, he's talking to his wife, he sounds a little gruff. My observation or my assumption, which is there? Observation, oh, they're having a conversation. Assumption, he's a mean man, he's gonna do something to hurt her, right? So, so the reality there is what's going on in my head or truly in my heart, right? Then we have the needs the values and the desires that are creating the feelings the biggest thing for me today you guys and i don't know about you i'm gonna get real here but i got old i I got old stuff that needs to be dealt with which i thought i dealt with old stuff you know like trauma childhood stuff that's been there for a while and i'm not saying it's all Family dynamics, but there are certain things that occur in our life that do have an effect on us, right? Yes, yeah, some things. So if I'm standing there and I'm observing this man having that interaction with his wife, if I'm coming from an abusive household, what do you think I'm gonna be seeing? Thinking, feeling, observing. No, not observing. Um, yeah, I'm in my stuff. I'm not even in theirs, right? That's so important for us today. Not just about, um, it, it, well, it is general. I mean, in every step we take, every breath we take, every moment we have, it is about being in the present moment so that we don't go to where we don't need to go. I don't know about you all, but if you were in here, you would have a hell of a time. <laughs> Ask Lynn. <laughs> It's just fascinating because there are, it's, I can create my own world. I mean, it's, it's just amazing because sometimes when I can disconnect uh, from the anxiety or the overwhelmingness or the whatever, I just sit there and go, how in the world do you create, create this stuff? Because it's crazy. So, and then last but not least is a concrete action or a request. I'm not feeling real safe right now. Would you be willing to meet my need of safety? Simple enough, right? But if I'm in all that gunk and the emotions and the the overwhelmingness and all that other stuff that's going on, it's real hard to try and get a need met when all this crap is going on. So again, it's a practice, it's a new language. It's a new ability to be aware that we are so important and precious enough that we need to start taking care of us as much as we are reaching out, trying to take care of everybody else, right? And I don't know about you right now, but it's been pretty crazy. Now, the one thing that fascinates me the most about this is that anything we observe Anything we observe right now, at any point in time, just looking out here right now, could something be going on in my head about something else? Oh, my God, I wonder what my dress looks like. Oh, my God, did I remember brush my teeth? Oh, I forgot the lipstick, right? This. Yes. It's not, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but it's interesting because this, this language... It's such a spiritual concept that I love how it unfolds into what I believe in and, and what, what our worth is. So most of the time, what we are seeing and how we are being with others, it's not about what is happening. It's about the feeling or the emotion I'm having towards it. Nothing anybody is doing outside of me is doing anything to me. I'm doing it to myself. Does that make sense? I'm doing it. Right? Dang it. (laughs) I'm doing it to myself constantly. So one of the biggest pieces for me here and now is connecting using this information compassionately with myself. If this isn't the most important piece of spirituality, of loving one another, of being connected to somebody else, I don't know what is. It's so important that we love ourselves. And I know we've heard that. The most important use of NBC may be in developing self-compassion. How many of you guys have self-compassion? <laughs> we have some, right? Yeah. yeah. But we spend a lot of time shooting on ourselves, don't we? I shoulda, coulda, woulda. Len and I were... Um, Youth sponsors for 16 years for the teens at the church that we attended. And um, there's this song that they used to always sing. I should have, could have, would have been a hero. I should have, could have, would have been a saint. I should have, could have, would have been somebody else. I should have, could have, would have, but I ain't. Right? So I am who I am. Embrace that and love that about yourself. Those different parts. It's so important. And so part of my challenge in working on myself is believing that I am truly loved, believing that I can handle myself, I can be with myself and still be okay. Because my challenge is abandonment, just so you know, man, years ago, years ago, and it wasn't anything my parents did. I was in a hospital at two and a half having eye surgery. I'm in a room by myself. I don't know where mom and dad are, there's a stranger, she was the nurse. She's in there and, and I, I have no idea what's going on. And in that moment, something got planted. I don't know where, I don't know what or why, but it's been there ever since. And so it's a moment when I have to remember and remind myself constantly that I am okay, that I'm constantly okay. Because I get to a point where if, if I feel like I need somebody and God love him, he's the one I usually turn to, him being my husband, y'all, <laughs> out there, that, that he, if he's not there, it's not okay sometimes. For instance, <laughs> I'm telling a story. I was here Wednesday for the book study. It was awesome. Absolutely love being here with you people. And I want to thank every one of you for your prayers, because I ended up in the hospital on Friday. And I was in there Friday, and they released me yesterday. Prior to getting to the hospital, I went to this ER clinic around the corner from our home, and my blood pressure was high. But what I found out later from the cardiologist is the doctor there at the clinic said he really thought I was dying. And yet, I sat there four hours waiting for an ambulance to come pick me up to take me to the hospital. <laughs> Help me understand that one. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so that process, that whole process, I, it triggered the abandonment. It triggered um, what the heck am I doing to myself and what have I done? It's triggered all sorts of different things in my head that I don't need to be going there because it stresses me out even more. My heart is perfect, y'all. Cardiologist said, ain't nothing wrong with the heart. I think I just had a thing, a glitch. I believe, this is my choice to believe, that God is saying, okay, I've tried to tell you this way. I tried to show it to you gently this way. (laughs) We've talked about it. Now, you going to do something or what? And I went, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. That's where I'm going to do something. And then I get home and I drink a Dr. Pepper right? So it's a constant reminder, a constant reminder. Anything that's going on within me as emotions or feelings are not about anybody else outside of me. It's either a blessing or a lesson when something occurs. So the hospital ordeal, I haven't processed it completely, but I met some of the coolest people. I can see that. That I can grab hold of. I was in a very safe place. They were gentle, they were very kind, they were very sweet, and I would not have gotten to meet those people if I didn't. This is not where I choose to want to meet people, but you know what I mean. So so the process is constantly reminding myself that I don't have to go through hell to be okay with me. There's not, it's not necessary, and so many of us are choosing to to feel like if I don't suffer, then I'm not gonna get it, or if I don't create havoc in my life, then then everything's too good, and I don't know what to do with that. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes that's it for me. Ooh, I gotta stir shit. Uh I gotta stir stuff up. I need to stir stuff up because I'm bored. Truly, I mean, I know I do that and I know I'm doing it sometimes and I still choose not to stop doing that. But nonviolent communication has helped me in so many ways in being able to wake up to that and to know that, that what I'm choosing to do, I'm choosing to do to me. nobody else is. I can blame everybody, I can blame my mama, I can blame my daddy my three siblings my aunt my uncle my grandparents my bestest friend around the corner i can blame all of them but as they say you think your finger pointing there how many are coming back at you three three are coming back at you right it's very important that we stay awake and aware of how we treat ourselves loving kindness When's the last time you just really sat there and told yourself how amazing you really are? When's the last time you sat there and really put a smile on your face knowing how blessed, I am so blessed. I love this life. I would not trade my life for anybody else's in the world, truly. I ha- we have a new adventure that's coming up that um just kind of came up out of the blue and it's been magnificent and so one of my thoughts i had in the hospital this is what happens janet you go and plan something new you want to have fun and you have to go mess it up by getting sick that's not what i did that's not what i did i'm turning 66 tomorrow i mean come on (laughs) it's part of life right so It's the biggest part of knowing how to love yourself. And I know you've heard this over and over again, and I have too. Love ourselves, love one another. Love ourselves, love one another. Okay, I get it. I've heard it constantly. I'm not sure what to do with it, but it's so important. It cannot be stressed enough. And to know the right verbiage, the right words, the love, the compassion. One of the things in NVC in that practice group, they lay these words out on the table. Because, honest to gosh, I don't know what some feelings are. But we have the feelings laid out in front of us. And so I can sit there and I can connect with whatever it is in that moment that I may not even know that that's what I was feeling in the moment. And I can connect with it. And once I connect with it, then I can feel it. And once I feel it, I can get a need met. I got I to know what the need is. There is an absolute need there. So if mine is about abandonment, I the, my need is connection. My need is care. My need is um, connection. <laughs> Man, that's big. My, I'm a people person anyway, so my need is connection. And so in, in getting that need met, what do I feel? Loved, cherished, Honored, adored, but not by anybody else but me. I am being that for myself. You can be that for yourself. And do you know when you have that many people being and doing that together in the energy, guess what's going to happen? It's going to go out in that world and spread it even further. I don't know about y'all, but I believe, this is my belief now, don't hold, you, you don't have to take it, The chaos in the world today is because there's more of us putting this energy out there. That compassion and that love and the longing that we want. Those needs that we need to have met about making that connection and feeling like one, that those that don't feel that are scared. And I want to love them too. We got to love them too. They don't know. And they're running scared. They are running so scared. And so for me to have this ability and this knowledge and this awareness to be able to have a conversation with another human being that I don't agree with, oh my goodness, it's amazing. I mean, it, it really is amazing. And so um, it was, it was kind of interesting about a month ago I think it was, we had had a practice group prior to COVID and typically in a practice group, it's you've been through the introduction, you've learned about Marshall Rosenberg and NBC, and now we're coming together to practice it. And so I happened to put it out to um, this gentleman that I've worked with before years ago, and um, he's, he's in the schools teaching it now. Oh, the kids are getting it. And so um, I connected with him and he said yes. And so we have a practice group that's coming together at my office now, and it's been going on for about a month. And it's interesting because as we meet, I'm starting to remember again what, what it feels like, what, what it truly is to, to know to love myself and to get those needs met. We need to get the needs met. That, that's, we're all here trying to get needs met. Right, Those with the guns going to the schools, those in, in you know, Russia, all, all of the stuff that's going on, it may not be to our liking. However, these people are trying to get their needs met in any way they know how. So we'd like to teach it in a loving and compassionate way. We can talk a big talk all day long, but if we don't put action to it, what's the point? Right? So once you walk out these doors, what's it going to look like the rest of the week for you? I know for me, it's a, for me right now, there's um, anxiety from the hospital experience. And so I keep going back and forth. I know I'm well. I know I'm good. I know I'm loved. I really, really know that. And then my head's going, you think you do. You think you know what you know but I'm here to tell you otherwise. And so this is my religion right now. <laughs> my spiritual feed is to know and remember that what's in here is, is, is not who I am. It's part of me, but it's not who I am. What's in here for you is not who you are. It's so important that you understand that. And I think the biggest piece, and then like Melinda talks all the time, is that again, it's all about love. It really is. It's all about love. And if I can love somebody else that I don't agree with, that's huge. And I and I love it because Facebook I'm big on Facebook. You guys, when I was in the hospital on Friday, I'm doing videos going, I'm okay, I'm in the bed. <laughs> with the pluggies all over me going, really, I'm good. But I needed the world to know. I was in the hospital in there by myself. <laughs> and I needed some loving. And I thank all of you for your prayers, because look what you did for me, truly. And I felt it. I felt it, I, I felt so much love. And, and so it's, it's interesting, it's fascinating it's overwhelming I think what really triggered whatever happened with me was I I was feeling overwhelmed and what what it was is I'm very empathetic and I like to soak up other people's stuff and as a life coach and a minister you tend to do that sometimes and I had just had a conversation with a gentleman that was losing a a spouse and and the the heartbreak that was going on for him. And then another person that I had shared with and their drama, their drama, not my drama, their drama. And it was drama. And, and, and then I came home and we have a cat that's old and I, he's sick and you know, it's a matter of time. And I come home and Lena's doctoring the cat's foot and the, and the cat's going crazy. He does this guttural yowl that I've never heard before. And for whatever it was, when I walked in the door and I heard that, I went on the back porch and just started sobbing. I mean, I started crying and I could not stop. And it was like this deep gut-wrenching sob. And I knew in that moment, I had forgotten to take care of me again. What's it gonna take A visit to the hospital, don't go there. It's not fun. (laughs) Truly, what's it going to take? If we really believe, we truly believe and we honor the space that we're in and what we want to know about ourselves and others, what you believe and what you're fed when you come here on Sundays, if I really believe that, why don't I put that action in my life every day? I do the best I can, and I know we're human, We're not perfect, darn it. But we are working on it constantly. And so I guess what I'm saying in that aspect is, don't beat yourself up, it's okay. You're being who you are meant to be. And if you'd start beating yourself up, then be the gentle side. Janet, come on, man, you know better than that. What, why don't we go sit down and have a Dr. Pepper and talk about it? (laughs) Why don't you call a friend that you know can hear you and you can go have fun? I need fun in my life. So that's the other piece. It was so overwhelming. Those two people I, I fed off of. My cat's dying. I just know who he is today, right at this moment, which he wasn't. And then, and then the world, the overwhelmingness. I'm being bombarded, radio, TV, whatever it is, man. Being bombarded with this stuff and not having necessarily the answer. And I allowed myself to get overwhelmed instead of processing it bit by bit. The God of your understanding, and I know I've shared this before, Gus. I love that. Gus. Great universal spirit, Gus. (laughs) Whatever it takes for you to be there in that energy and in that space. Be there for yourself, because that's the only way you can do it. If you're not there for yourself, how can you be that for other people? Because you're really putting your crap on them. Very loving, your crap. (laughs) Your stuff. You know, Just, just remember, you are an amazing human being. You are a precious child of God. You, the minute you wake up every day, the essence and the beauty of who you are and taking that out into the world and connecting with other people is, there are no words. It's profound. Remember that. Feel it. Love yourself up because you deserve it. And we need you. You are so needed. Now, now this isn't about coming back and saying, okay, love yourself. You it's different. We need you loving yourself. So that that passion and that love of what you're doing and who you're being is showing up and people see you being that way and now they want, want they want what you got. Right? Right. So it's such an honor to be here today with each and every one of you. You are special. You are loved. And I can't tell you How blessed I feel being here, getting to get to know some of you more on Wednesdays, some of you now. I feel so honored and blessed and and I I thank you from my heart to yours. Have a good rest of the week, y'all. Thanks.